Welcome into episode one of Blue Devils In-Depth with Jason Ross Jr. I'm your host, Jason Ross Jr. We are all going through an unprecedented time in life and in sports. Normalcy will return, life will return, and sports will return. But in the meantime, I thought it would be neat to continue providing content for Blue Devil fans by way of spotlighting our outstanding and hardworking student-athletes. We'll talk Lawrence Tech sports, we'll talk about the athletes' life outside of their sports, and just how their journey culminated with a landing at LTU, along with discussions of their most recent season, and really overall, I love joy, I love happiness, so I hope this brings some joy and happiness into your household. With that being said, Hope Dollarhide of L2 Women's Basketball joins me for episode one of Blue Devils In-Depth. So I'd like to welcome in senior Hope Dollarhide, who just finished up an excellent athletic career at Lawrence Tech. Four-year member of the women's basketball team, a captain this season. Each of her last three seasons, the team has won at least 20 games. And chatting with Hope now just to bring her in here to provide some context. You guys went to Sioux City for the national tournament, made the tournament, but then unfortunately had to drive back uh, due to the virus. But I hope one of the things I noticed about this team is that you guys have such a sisterly bond and it's such a strong friendship amongst the group. I was wondering on the drive back from Sioux City, what the message from the team, the message to the team from Coach Howrigan and the message from the seniors was to the rest of the group. Um, getting the news the tournament was canceled was a little rough, but we we had no other choice but to just look at how much we accomplished this year. I mean, we made the national tournament after being picked to finish sixth in our conference alone, you know, not even to host a WAC playoff game, but we came out and we knew our worth and we had an excellent season. Uh, I don't think I could have ended my senior season, all four of us, we could have had a better season. And that was just what Coach Grace, uh, when we got the news, what we decided to focus on is how far we made it. I mean, um, kind of coming in as an underdog, we finished third in the conference, had a great game against Siena Heights to earn us that national bid and to make it to the championship game for our conference. Just so many positives to look at. We we also had some great games this year. We beat Indiana Wesleyan for the first time. So our message really was we just got to stop and look back at how far we've come and just how much we've accomplished. It's just extraordinary. And we really are a very close team. I think, you know, some people look at us and see only 10 players and they think, oh, dang, that must be rough, you know, not having as many practice bodies as you'd like. But really, we just look at it as, well, we're all closer just because of it. And our chemistry is second to none. I mean, we're all hanging out outside the team, outside practices and things like that. And I just think it's so special that all of us grew so close this year being such short numbers. And we just have the best coaching staff in the world. I don't think we could have had any better better people in our all 15 of us. I mean, we just meshed together so well. And, you know, that trip back, it was, you know, it stung a little, especially being, you know, the four, us four seniors. But we all just expressed how grateful we are for how much we've accomplished and just how much we've grown together and how close we are. And Coach Grace just really emphasized how special her first year as being a, co- a head coach here. I mean, you can't ask for much better. We made it to the national tournament. So, and hey, you know, as far as we're concerned, we're undefeated in the national tournament this year. So there we go. 
Yes. And um, yeah, there's those relationships. You mentioned the chemistry on the floor and off the floor. Um, I guess in the times of adversity, where did those relationships come into play? There were moments in the season where you guys bounced back very well. I was wondering in the tough times, where did those uh, relationships really help out? I think the thing about us being so close, too, is there's a lot of love coming out of criticism and leadership. You know, sometimes it's not always, you know, we have captains, we have seniors, but our leadership comes from so many different places. I mean, we have a sophomore, Kendall Fisher, as our point guard, and her voice was heard so many times this year. And just encouraging each other, you know, um, you know, let's say a senior isn't having the best game or the best practice, you know, it's just those voices of love and encouragement and criticism, you know, coming from a place of love that it really, it really gets you out of your rut or whatever difficulty you're going through. I know there's been times where, you know, we come in the locker room at halftime and the game we're just not playing and everyone's pitching in on what we need to do better and I just think that that open, that comfortable space we have for everyone to pitch in for what they see. I mean, even people who might not have touched the floor that game are seeing things and they're, we're going to share what everyone sees and how we can fix the problem. And I think those, that openness and those conversations are really what gets us out of those ruts or those the times of adversity. I think just having that comfortable area to speak to each other is critical. And uh, you mentioned earlier that Siena Heights win, uh, you guys won the final four games of February, really turned on the Jets at the end of the season. When all those games by double digits, the one that really stands out, though, was that WAC tournament semifinal at Siena Heights to set the stage for people. Uh, you guys were 0-2 against them in the regular season. They were the favorites. They were at home. But you guys outscored them 26-18 to in the fourth quarter of that game. And I was wondering what was said before the fourth quarter in that Siena Heights matchup in the playoffs? I just remember being in that huddle and just telling my girls that, you know, every game we played against them in the regular season, you know, we were 0-2, we were winning going into the fourth quarter, but we're losing at the end. And I just said, there's 10 minutes between us and a national tournament bid. 10 minutes, that's all it is. And I think we just stepped on the gas pedal. Everyone realized, you know, you got 10 minutes to give it your all to make it and I just think in those last 10 minutes we really just wanted it more for each other for us I mean it was either it was go big or go home so we did everything we can I mean I mean Kendall Fisher went off for I think like 21 points something yeah. close to that in the fourth quarter I mean everyone it's not just points either I mean just getting stops just calling puddles on the floor I mean we just wanted it and, you know, your coach, Grace Howrigan, she played for Siena Heights, so it was kind of a nostalgic win for her. You have other assistants on the staff that have Siena Heights ties. What did it mean to you as a senior and for the rest of the group to get that win for the coaching staff? I think it was just uh, to show them how much we've grown. I mean, they've been coaching us, working with us in practice, outside of practice, just all of us bettering our game so so much just so much growth and I think that that game was just a thank you and here's what you've done for us and let us show you how all of our hard work all of us coaches and players it's really paying off and I think you know we all really really wanted that one I mean I I consider Siena Heights one of our bigger rivals in the conference and so I think we really wanted it and just to get that win for coach Grace and all of our assistant coaches I think it just just meant the world to show our hard work paid off and we wanted it more, and 
those are the games that really feel good. Yeah, those are some of those kind of everlasting memories that you think of down the road and you never forget. And the group of seniors, you, Kate, Danielle, and Rachel, um, what is the message that you hope this group of seniors gave to the underclassmen that will now carry the program forward? I think uh, that space I talked about earlier that we as seniors, leaders, and coaches, we made a space where everyone is comfortable to talk. We're family first. You're saying something to your teammate. You're saying it out of love. You're, we're all trying to help and help each other and grow more. Um, I just think that that is so unique for our culture, and I think that growth is something I hope all of our underclassmen can take on. You know, we have a lot of new freshmen coming in next year, and I hope that they really take them under the wing and show them how our culture is the reason why we've been so successful this year. We do so much together we've grown together we all want it i just think that that togetherness that love that that special space is what made us successful and i think that they loved being a part of that and they had the opportunity to be a part of that for the next two one two three years you know depending on their class so i think just taking that valuable space and carrying it on and I think that's what the message has been. And uh, for you as a senior, it's kind of interesting this year because you had a new coach going into your final season. Uh, but, you know, it, right before the season started, it really felt like you could almost, you mentioned the word love a lot. You could feel the love between, you know, the players and the staff and the staff and the players before the season even began. And you guys hadn't had a game together yet. I was wondering what the impact of Coach Howrigan was on the team this year. You mentioned the best coaching staff in the world. Well, I think she came in and, you know, we missed, we were missing a lot of key pieces. I mean, from last year, we, you know, we lost our All-American Nicole Buckingham. We lost our point guard. We lost Alex, just, you know, kind of the heart and soul of our team the past few years. And so it's kind of tough coming in with a new coach and a team who doesn't really know their identity. But I think, you know, Coach Grace, she's been our leader all year and she said she leads by example and she really, I just remember after our first scrimmage at Spring Arbor, you know, we didn't have the results we wanted. We've been practicing so good, and we got out on the floor together for the first time, and it just didn't feel good. We we weren't playing great, and I just remember us all being frustrated, and we kind of had a, a heated conversation in the locker room after, and then we had our bus ride back, and I remember Coach Grace just saying to us, hey, it's okay. We don't know who we are yet, and, you know, it's September. It's okay. And I just, that resonated with me so much that she, instead of dwelling on our mistakes, we chose to say, hey, it's early. We have a lot of time to grow, and we got a lot of work to do, but that's okay because everything we got to do is controllable, and that's been a theme all year is these things that we need to change, they're controllable. We can change them. And so I think that positive moving forward, learning, growing, I think that is one of the most impactful things that Coach Grace has led by this year. So, you know, we took some losses this year that we didn't want. and But every time, you know, we, we're mad, we're upset. But, hey, we have an opportunity to learn and grow here. And I think that from the beginning, that has what is the president that she sent, or that she set. Um, yeah, just I think even in practices, making mistakes, next play mentality, and I just, I think her spirit, as she would say, she's just 
her vibe, she's just so positive. You can just feel her love, her caring. You know, she looks at you, and she wants the best for you. And I think that that is one of the best things a coach can do for you is to push you to be your best self. And she did that for all 10 of us, all 15 of us, all of our coaches. I mean, all of us grew this year. And I think that in that six weeks before our season started, I mean, there, it was just growth, growth, growth. And when you're grow- learning and growing and getting better, you just you feel good inside and outside. Yeah, I really love that. I love how you mentioned the conversations between uh, one another in the locker rooms after the down moments and after the ups. I guess, um, how do you try to approach, sometimes in life we'll look at failure as you know something we can't bounce back from, but really we need to look at it as growth, and that tends to help us out a lot more. And you guys are able to do that. It just feels like you were so open with each other. And I was wondering, in those open relationships, being able to critique one another, taking advice from the staff, how does that help a team grow and bounce back from losses? Just having that open mentality of we're going to look at this failure as growth, not as a total loss. Yeah, um, I think a good example I would use would be at our halftime discussions. You know, a lot of times we sit down and before our coaches come in, us as players, we kind of formulate a list of what's working for us and what's not working for us. And we talk about... Um, like we're not winning the rebounding game, let's say. What do we need to do to rebound? And everyone's pitching in. Like I said before, people who aren't even touching the floor are pitching in, and that really impacts us. To instead of saying, "Oh crap, we're not rebounding the ball," we'll shoot. Instead, it's we're not rebounding the ball. We need to rebound the ball, and that changing our outcome for our second game. I mean, or for our second half, that that's vital. And I just think. Those conversations, just being open and looking at our mistakes as opportunities to grow is big time, and I think that's something that everyone on our team can for sure carry on in our lives and our careers. Instead of looking at failure as, you know, failure, it's changed the definition. It's an opportunity to learn and grow, and I think that's that's been our message all year. I mean, sometimes I think that should have been our hashtag. I mean, We Above Me is a great one, but maybe it should have been growth because we did a lot of growing this year, and that's something I'm super proud of. Just looking at the game of basketball and what it's meant on your life, I was wondering what age did you start playing? When were you introduced to the game? Well, I know my parents, my dad played basketball, so I know mm. for my first Christmas they got me a little... Um, little tykes or whatever that brand is. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. The little hoop. I think I, I had one of those. Yeah. It's yeah. Really popular, I think. But yeah, my, I mean, my parents have home videos of me, you know, getting the ball, putting it in when I was little, little, so. Yes. Um, but I would say probably about kindergarten. Um, I was actually at church and I was bouncing a ball when I was in kindergarten and I had a lady, a woman that went to my church, she's later become a very big mentor to me, but she just saw me and said, she was the varsity coach at my later to be high school, and she just asked me and my parents if I wanted to come to basketball camp, and so I did, and I just loved it, and I remember being so little, and I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even get the ball in the hoop, and this girl on the team at the time, she stayed behind at the camp, and she put me on her shoulders until I made a hoop until I made a shot, and that just, just special memory since I was little, um, yeah, just my whole life I would say I've been a basketball player. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess, you know, we all kind of go through these uh, stages and phases in life. You mentioned there the 
younger age and then you come into college as kind of a wide-eyed freshman and now this season you're one of the vets of the group uh, I guess now as you look back on it at this particular time in life what does the game of basketball mean to you I think you know it it's hard it's been my identity for so long I mean you get in a class and what's a fun fact about you well I play basketball and <laughs> <laughs> that's something I uh, am gonna have a hard time adjusting from but you know it just taught me all the lessons I couldn't find anywhere else, you know, how to be a leader, how to be a teammate, you know, not all five are bought in, then the whole team is going to pay the price, so I just think, you know, me being a team player, being a leader in other aspects of my life, is just, that's what it's done for me, I mean, I, I, it's irreplaceable, I can't, there's so much I can't even list, the list would go on and on about everything it's given me and taught me, but I just think the biggest thing is I have sisters for life. I mean, I've met so many wonderful people, so I, that's probably the biggest thing that it's given me. And uh, you mentioned learning how to be a leader. I love watching, you know, sometimes I'll go to practice and I love uh, watching your leadership qualities in practice and in games. I was wondering, did you at one point prior to the season say to yourself that I'm going to elevate my leadership qualities even more? Or was that always just kind of a part of your fabric and your makeup in terms of how you approach the game? Well, I think the first thing that pops into my head is, you know, the last two years, my minutes weren't as great as high up as my final senior year but I always told myself you know the two things you can control are your attitude or yeah your attitude and your effort and so if I can't if I'm not the one on the floor that can get everything done then I'm going to do everything I can to use my voice for my teammates so I would say it's grown more and more over the past four years of every day of practice I told myself I'm going to be the loudest person in the gym I'm talking to my teammates I'm doing everything that I can to help the team, and I think that that is what stood out to my, I would hope that that was what stood out most of my teammates when they chose me to be a captain this year is my vocal, I mean, I was injured this whole summer, and so whenever we had open gyms, I didn't get the opportunity to play, but I would be on the sidelines, and people would tell me, like, oh my gosh, Hope, you're annoying, man, like, <laughs> Like, stop talking. I'm like, no, I, you know, I can't. I mean, I know I got a high-pitched voice, but I just, I got to. You know, that's that's my, that's what I can do the best, then I'm going to do it to my full potential. So I think that's something I've always tried to strive to be is the most vocal person in the room. And we actually set goals for ourselves this year, uh, all 10 of us on the team. And one of mine was to always be the loudest person in games and practices. And I like to think that I hold myself true to that. That's fantastic. I was also thinking about uh, just your personality off the subject of hoops. We're both uh, big readers. You own over 400 books. I was wondering, when did that passion for reading start for you? I would say same as basketball. I mean, I've loved to read ever since I was little, little. I remember in elementary school, I we would have selected reading time, and you know, so I'd get my book and the teacher would say, hey, time's up, but I would be so engrossed in my book, I wouldn't even hear her, and so it was like a thing. You'd have to knock Hope out of her chair to make her <laughs> So I just think that's part of been, that's, that's been who I've been my whole life, too, you know, a nerd and a, and a hooper, so. I love it. Just, yeah, it's just something I've always done, you know, my family goes camping, and I just 
bring a load of books, and I just, I love thrift shopping for books. It's just something I love to do. Awesome. One of the silver linings, I guess, of this quarantine is unfortunately a lot more time to to read. Yeah. Uh, is uh, anything that you're currently into? Yeah, I'm reading uh, the Alex Cross series by James Patterson. Mm. I uh, I read a lot this summer, so I'm catching up. I think I'm on 14 or 15, something like that. It's quite a long series, but it's really, it's really interesting. Detective work, I like it a lot. Nice, and hope I have a few quick and fun questions for you here. So I'm gonna have you name the first teammate that comes to your mind after I ask these questions. So okay. here we go. If you ever need a motivational talk, who are you going to? Honestly, I think the first person is Kendall Fisher. Because mm. she gives, she gives it to you real. Nice. And if you ever need a good laugh, who are you going to? Danielle Hansen. Nice. Or Caitlin Smith. That one, that one might be tough. <laughs> what about for a good movie recommendation? Danny Hansen. Yeah, Danny. Nice. Uh, what about music? If you ever need to add something to your playlist? Um, probably Emily. Ah. Uh, yes. Nice. Where the crew's always on the arc. <laughs> And so to wrap up here, Hope, you are a robotics engineering major, and you did an internship with Fanuc last summer. I was curious, um, I guess, where did your passion for that particular field start? It started in high school. I always knew I wanted to be an engineer since I was little. I loved playing with Thomas the Train. I had train tracks for days in my basement, and... I would come up with all these new things, and I was just always been creative, and my mom just said, you should be an engineer, and I, you know, learning about what that was, I just, I knew I couldn't just sit still, I had to do something that was, that was challenging, and kept me moving and thinking, so an engineer sounded great, and so I thought, well, a mechanical engineer, that sounds, you know, pretty, pretty open, so I ended up in high school being in a class with a teacher, and he actually had an, initially wanted to be an engineer before he started teaching engineering courses in high school. So he directed me um, to take some classes, and one of those was Intro to Robotics. And so we got to work on really cool, simple Lego robots. And one of the things we did in that class is we, every week you had to turn in a one-page paper about some current event going on in the robotics field. And so just reading so much about what what was going on in the robotics field and just what a cool career. And I, you know, I uh, was really active in basketball and the whole recruiting phase. And so seeing some schools that were recruiting me that had engineering, but, but then seeing Lawrence Tech with robotics, I said, well, dang, you know, that that sounds pretty good. that. <laughs> Ah, that is really cool. I love the stories today, Hope. This was a really fun chat. Best of luck again moving forward with your career. I know it's going to be a bright career for you and a bright future ahead. And I uh, hope, hope we get to see each other sometime soon once this uh, situation wraps up. And uh, it was fun watching you guys this year, beyond fun. Loved watching the growth of the team and loved watching you guys over the past few years. And the ending of the season was awesome seeing you guys beat Seattle Heights. And, um, and then the bond that you guys developed to get through the tough times, it was really neat to watch. So uh, thanks again for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Jason. I'm always happy to talk with you. 
you got a real, real talent. You got a bright future ahead of you. I know you'll do great big things. Thanks, Hope. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm.